Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Elizabeth was at one time a young woman, ready to marry a young man named Zachariah. She was filled with hopes and dreams about her future. She imagined how many kids she would have, and she and she pictured her, her and her well-behaved children going to temple on Saturday, while all the people commented on how lovely her family was. And she pictured her sitting with the kids while she proudly watched her husband serving the Lord as priest in the temple. You see, in the day and age that Elizabeth grew up in, Much of a woman's worth was based on her ability to bear children and to have a family. According to her culture, Elizabeth was going to be a good wife, and that's what she wanted to be. She was going to have to bear children. And shortly after Elizabeth and Zechariah got married, they tried to have children. A year of marriage went by with no child for her and Zechariah. Another year went by, still no child. She was worried, and so was her husband. But when they talked about it out loud, they said, There is nothing to worry about, for God will bless us. They told each other that as the doubts crept in in the back of their minds. After a while, the doubts were no longer voiceless what-ifs that crept into their mind in quiet times. For now their doubts were given voices as their friends, their family members, and the townspeople began to ask, Why haven't you had any children yet? There was no answer other than God was not blessing them. Maybe he was even cursing Elizabeth. At least, that's what some of the women said. And in moments of doubt, it's what Elizabeth wondered. Is God cursing me? What have I done? How can I make it right? And as the years went by and youth faded from Elizabeth's face, she had become resigned to the fact that she would not ever have children. That dream had passed, and they were replaced by the lines of old age that set around her eyes and her mouth. She had lived a full life, and through it all, she could say God had been good to her. Her husband was a good man who loved her. Even though she was unable to give him children, he was faithful. She knew that he had prayed for children, and so did she. But now, deep down, her and her husband knew that children were not coming, and they were okay with that. One good thing that was happening for this seasoned woman is that her husband was going to finally be able to serve God in the temple. They had drawn lots, and he was to be of service that year in the temple. She was so pleased and filled with joy that God had chosen her husband out of all of the Levites 
for such an important task as serving him in the temple before his very presence. Even though she couldn't have children, she was happy. She would be able to take care of Zechariah, her husband, who was well-respected in the community and who also treated her very well. Little did Elizabeth know, the day that her husband went to serve in that temple, her whole life would change. She got up that morning, fixed breakfast for her and Zachariah, wished him well as he left early to prepare. She told him that she would be coming to the temple after she had cleaned up. And she did not see him again until he came walking out of the temple, speechless and dumbfounded. Elizabeth knew her husband, and she knew that something had happened. He didn't act like this. And when she finally got him home, she brought a writing tablet to him and sat in disbelief as he wrote out the promises of God that were given to him in the temple. She stood in disbelief as she peered over his shoulder and read the words. The angel said, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer has been heard, and your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son, and you shall call his name John, and you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great before the Lord. How can this be? She must have thought. But there was also a part of her that shined with hope. And even though they hadn't lain together for years, Zechariah and her husband laid together that night. Why? It was the fruit of their faith which was born in them by the promise of God. Their faith in the promise that they heard moved them to action. And lo and behold, after these days, Elizabeth conceived. Her face, it was the face of a grandmother. Yet her womb was nurturing a child as a mother. The promise of God was bearing fruit in her, and she could hardly contain herself. This is too good to be true. Do I trust that this is really happening to me? I can't tell anyone yet. They will think I am crazy. So for five months, Elizabeth kept herself hidden, saying, Thus the Lord has done for me in the days when he looked on me to take away my reproach among the people. Elizabeth wanted to wait until there was undisputable proof before she was going to show herself. And yet the whole time when she was with her husband, she would not, who could not speak until the child was born, she could not contain her joy. Oh, how she longed for that day when she would hold their child in her arms, 
They would call him John. And she would hear her husband's voice once again. But that was still four months away. During the days that Elizabeth hid herself, she thought ahead to what kind of son her young, or what kind of a man her son would become. And this led her to think of the prophecy from God, which stated that her son would go before the Lord to prepare his way. And she must have thought, am I really going to see my Lord, the Christ of God, before I die? This thought filled her with just as much wonder as did the child that was growing inside of her. For the child growing inside of her was proof that God loved her. It was proof of a God whom her son would later declare, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Not only her reproach among the peoples, but her and all people's reproach before the throne of God. What wonderful things were taking place in the twilight of Elizabeth's life. Then, in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, she had a visitor. The Bible describes the meeting this way. In those days, Mary arose and went with haste into the hill country to a town in Judah, and she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leaped in her womb. Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit, and she exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. Elizabeth not only would get to meet the person that would take away the sins of the world, she was related to him through his mother, Mary. For Mary and Elizabeth were cousins. What joy filled Elizabeth's heart. For in those days, the lines in her face were making their way into deep and sincere, joy-filled lines at the cracks of her smile and in the crow's feet of her eyes. She gave birth to a son. She was happy. Tears rolled down her cheeks. Tears of pain, yes, but more than that, tears of joy. She was happy, her husband was happy, and her neighbors were happy. And eight days later, 
Elizabeth proudly carried her baby boy to his circumcision and naming. And based on the prophecy that her husband had reported to her, she could not wait to see to say the name John when they asked, What will you name this baby? But as the ways of the world would have it, the priests performing the circumcision paid no attention to Elizabeth's request. The Bible describes it this way, And they would have called his name Zechariah after his father, but his mother answered, No, he shall be called John. They said to her, But none of your relatives is called by this name. And they made signs to his father, inquiring what he wanted him to be called. And he asked for a writing tablet and wrote, His name is John. And they all wondered, and immediately his mouth was opened and his tongue loosed, and he spoke, Blessing God. Elizabeth could hear the voice of her husband once again. The joy she felt must have been uncontainable. As you and I gather in expectation of Christmas, we remember those who waited for that first Christmas. We remember that the center of all of their lives was the promise of God that was fulfilled in the birth of Jesus. Jesus is why there was a need for Elizabeth's baby. Jesus was the only hope that Elizabeth, her husband, and her baby had for eternal life. For he was the Lamb of God who would take away not only your sin, but theirs as well. He is the one who would die and rise again that we would have peace by the blood of his cross. As Jesus was the cause of Elizabeth's joy, he is the cause of our joy tonight. Like Elizabeth before she conceived, we are filled at times with doubts, fears, and sin. We often feel as though we are cursed by God instead of blessed by him. But the promises that were made to Elizabeth, they ring true for us. It does not matter how we feel. God has given us the gift of his son. And because of Jesus, we have peace with God no matter what we feel like in any particular circumstance. Because of Jesus, we have peace with God and goodwill towards men. And now may the peace that surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus until he returns for you. Amen.